Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, February 25th, and on the show, we are going to tee up tonight's game between the Bruins and the New York Islanders, and also update the East Division power rankings, where, spoiler alert, our Bruins are at the head of the class. Before we get to that, let me remind you, the podcast is widely available, so whatever app you use, please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. I should say as well, speaking of appreciation, we are on the verge of setting a new monthly high for downloads, uh, breaking the record that was set in January. So thank you so much to all who do take some time uh, to listen to the podcast, uh, even once a week or regularly. It really does mean a lot. If you're on social media, you can follow the podcast at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter. Locked on Bruins is the Instagram handle. You can find me on both platforms at ENC McLaren. And uh, yeah, on with the show, shall we? The Bruins, like I said, are on Long Island to take on the Islanders tonight, a team that they have had uh, issues with so far this season. If you recall, they have played uh, twice before already this season. The first game was a one at nothing victory by the Islanders over the Bruins in the third game of the season. And then the next time they played, the Islanders won 4-2. So two of Boston's three regulation losses have come at the hands of the Islanders this season. And hopefully they can reverse that trend uh, beginning tonight. Now, in terms of who's in the lineup, who's out, we have a better idea of that following the morning skate. Bruce Cassidy said that Yaroslav Halak will get the nod against the Islanders. Tukaras will go tomorrow against the New York Rangers and probably Sunday as well. Jacobs Borrow will make his return to the lineup following uh, a brief absence due to injury. Matt Grizzlick skated on Thursday, but will not be able to play against the Islanders. He's a possibility for the Rangers game since he did make the trip with his teammates. Both David Krejci and Kevin Miller did not travel, and we will talk about their situations here in a moment. So the lines look to be, of course, Marshan Berger on Pasternak, Richie Coyle-Smith, Bjork, Stadnika, DeBrusque, Frederick, Corrali, Wagner, very similar to what we saw in the outdoor game on Sunday. Uh, on defense, Euro Vakaninen paired with Charlie McAvoy, Jacobs Borrell paired with Brandon Carlo, and John Moore uh, going with Connor Clifton. And again, Yaroslav Halak will get the start. Cassidy on Wednesday said that Grizzlick is close. Another guy that is not too far out. Uh, they hope that they can put him in when he's ready and not because it's necessary because they're running out of body. So basically, he could go right now, perhaps, if pressed. Uh, but Vakaninen played well on Sunday, and it's getting uh, another look there. And 
Um, Borrell coming back is also a help. If he had still been injured, then perhaps uh, Grizzly would have been pressed into action. And seeing as he's been injured, I think in each of his last three appearances, better safe than sorry uh, at the moment. When it comes to Kevin Miller, he was initially said to have missed Sunday's game in Tahoe as part of a load management program on his surgically repaired knee. He did skate on Tuesday, but not on Wednesday, and it seems as though he's having some soreness in that surgically repaired knee, which is not uh, very encouraging at all. Uh, so far, Cassidy said it's been really good for him. He's been able to play his style, play hard, not miss much time. But the last few days, it hasn't cooperated as much as he'd like, and they're going to be uh, cautious with it. So obviously, it's an opportunity for a guy like Vakaninen, and um, just trying to see it as a positive for a young guy like him. They are going to miss Miller's physicality, Kirk uh, Cassidy said, and his leadership. Uh, but again, there's another young guy that could come in and plug it with the two veterans in John Moore and Connor Clifton uh, there as well. Now, Vakaninen, the knock on him has always kind of been his, uh, how should I put it, his level of engagement per se. There was an article this morning from the Athletics' Fluto Shinzawa talking about that, how he doesn't necessarily come out for practice uh, at full effort, takes him some time to get into things. Uh, he did look good in Sunday's game alongside Charlie McAvoy, and this is a real opportunity for him to assert himself as a bona fide NHL defenseman. And, uh, you know, he's got the big body, probably won't put up a ton of points, but he could be a great compliment to the likes of Charlie McAvoy. And uh, I'm excited to see what he can do here, probably with uh, some extended looks, depending on whether or not Cassidy chooses to keep John Moore in the lineup over uh, Vakaninen when Grizzlick is ready to come back. And we could find the answer to that question as soon as tomorrow. But I would expect uh, they'll all stick around. And with the three games coming up in, in uh, four days here, you could see some guys coming in and out just in terms of giving them some rest and not necessarily because of uh, you know injury issues. So that's kind of the latest from the morning skate. Uh, again, Halak will get to the start tonight. Rask tomorrow. Zboril in. Grizzlick not able to come back quite yet. So Vakaninen will get his spot. It was cool to see a video of Bergeron skating out early before the morning skate, getting some extra work on the bumper spot, uh, you know, for the power play opportunities. And uh, always great to see our boy Bergeron setting the example there. Some other news I wanted to share. Uh, is that the governor of Massachusetts has announced that fans will be able to return to TD Garden as early as March 22nd. According to a report in the Boston Globe, Governor Charlie Baker is set to announce the administration will reopen large venues in the state, those that accommodate more than 5,000 people on March 22nd at a reduced capacity, meaning TD Garden for the Celtics and Bruins and Fenway for the Red Sox will be able to have fans at a reduced capacity in uh, just under a month from now. So that is pretty cool. I think it'll be about 
12% capacity. Um, so yeah, those of you who are able, uh, you will soon be allowed back in to TD Garden to watch our Bruins play live. Bet online is the best and easiest way to put bets down on all your sports action. The NBA, college basketball, NHL are in full swing. Baseball's around the corner. Bet online even covers award shows and reality TV. They provide real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On Today is a great new podcast here on our network. Today on the Locked On Today, there are rumors swirling about how long Albert Pujols has left in baseball. Is he the best player of his generation? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. All right, as our Bruins get set to take on the Islanders tonight, I thought it would be a good time to update the East Division power rankings. We typically do this on Tuesdays here on Locked On Boston Bruins, but on Tuesday this week, had a great chat with Chanel Keenan of the Seattle Kraken, who's also a Bruins fan. So go back and listen to that if you have not already. I mentioned earlier on that the Bruins are, in my mind, the clear class of the East Division at the moment. But let's start at the bottom where the Buffalo Sabres reside. They have played 16 games. They're 6-8-2 for a division-low 14 points. They also have a division-low point percentage of 438 and a goal differential of minus six. When it comes to possession stats, uh, they are kind of in the middle of the pack in the NHL at uh, 50.19, so marginally out-attempting the opposition. Uh, What's troubling for them is uh, very poor shooting percentage at 5-on-5, which makes the recent and ongoing Scratching of Jeff Skinner, even uh, more head-scratching. The $9 million winger will miss his third straight game, being made a healthy scratch by head coach Ralph Kruger. That seems extremely excessive. And for a team that's struggling to score 5-on-5, to leave one of your best 5-on-5 scorers out of the lineup, uh, not due to injury, not due to COVID, is pretty insane. So uh, the Sabres kind of their own worst enemy at the moment, and things won't really improve much until they start making better personnel decisions. In sixth, oh sorry, in seventh this week, I'm going to put the New York Rangers. They also have a record of six, eight, and three in through 17 games, a 4.41 point percentage and a minus three goal differential. That's uh, tied for third worst in the division. Uh, The New Jersey Devils are at minus four. Now, when it comes to the Rangers really failing to meet expectations, I thought that they were going to perhaps take a step forward after a promising 2019-2020 season. In fact, right now, uh, David Quinn, listed by our friends at BetOnline.com, 
bookmarkbet.ag as the having the third highest odds to be the next coach fired. There's Travis Green in Vancouver at three to one, John Hines in Nashville four to one, David Quinn at six to one. The Rangers are just not uh, not very good when it comes to uh, possession stats. They're at 48.43. Their 5-on-5 scoring leaves a bit to be desired, which is surprising considering they had a pretty uh, loaded lineup last season. They added Alex Lafreniere as the top overall pick. Mika Zibanejad has really regressed after his breakout season a year ago. Uh, he was on the COVID list earlier this season. They still have some players on there, including uh, Capo Kego, Keandre Miller, some pretty strong young pieces. Just a lot of upheaval when it comes to the Rangers, and a coaching change could very well be next. In sixth place, I'm putting the New Jersey Devils. They're 6-6-2 six, six, through 14 games for an even 500 point percentage, minus four goal differential, which is worst next only to the Buffalo Sabres. Their underlying numbers are pretty encouraging, however. They have a uh, Corsi rating of 5-1.3, which is 8th in the NHL, which means they are regularly out-attempting the opposition. I really think this team could uh, make a bit of a rise and challenge for that fourth playoff spot in the East Division. They missed a bunch of games because of COVID. Uh, they're back. They're healthy. Nico Heischer is healthy now. Newly minted captain. Uh, they have a very good goalie and Mackenzie Blackwood, which is key. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if this team ends up surprising and, again, pushing for that fourth playoff spot. There are some teams ahead of them, but as they come back and find their groove, I really think they could rise up the ranks here as a challenger for a playoff spot in the East Division. Jack Hughes also playing like a number one pick and uh, really breaking out and showing his star potential. For right now, I'm keeping the Islanders in uh, fifth place. They're 9-6-3. and three. Like I mentioned earlier, the team to deliver uh, two-thirds of Boston's regulation losses so far this season. They have a plus-one goal differential. They're one of only three teams in the division with a positive goal differential. Uh, their underlying numbers are improving. They're at 49.52. With the Islanders, we know they're a tight checking team. They really uh, try to control the play defensively, take advantage of miscues by the opposition, and uh, score that way. Strong goaltending. Uh, and just overall team defense is very strong with a couple guys who can break the game open like Matt Barzell, Anders Lee, J.G. Pajot, among others. Um, again, the fact that they've beaten the Bruins twice really makes you think that there could be something there. I'm not as high on the Islanders as perhaps I should be, seeing as they have been in the playoffs the last couple years and went to the conference finals <laughs> just this past season. Uh, but still, I'm, I'm putting them down a little bit uh, with the Washington Capitals taking the fourth spot this week. They're 9-5-4, and four, a 6-11 point percentage, a minus three goal differential, which is uh, kind of surprising. And there are a negative Corsi team as well. 7-60 shot attempts for, 8-05 against for 
marker. They've had COVID issues as well, but they're also riding a, a high PDO of 101.6, meaning uh, they're kind of riding some good puck luck, five-on-five five scoring. Their shooting percentage is at 9.86, which is third highest across the NHL. Um, so that could uh, regress a touch as well. So the Capitals, yeah, I thought they would be more of a, a powerhouse in the East. Uh, they're not really impressing me too much as of late. The Pittsburgh Penguins, um, I'm going to put them in third. They've kind of been on the rise lately, and that's due to some very strong play by goaltender Tristan Jari. That's always key for the, any team's success. And right now, the Penguins, they have a record of 10-6-1, a 6-18 point percentage. They do have a minus one goal differential, which is uh, not awesome. But again, that's kind of coming back to where it should be based on some strong goaltending. They're seventh in the NHL with a 52.32 Corsi percentage. And um, I really think they could soon overtake the team that's currently second in the power rankings. And that's the Philadelphia Flyers. They're 6-2-2 two two over their last 10 games which is the second best record, actually tied with the Islanders for the second best record over that span. But their underlying numbers are still very weak, 45.58 when it comes to Corsi percentage. That's 30th in the NHL, only the Blue Jackets are worse. And uh, they're really riding a high even strength shooting percentage as well at 12.85, which will surely come back down to earth at some point. Uh, the Bruins really did light them up in Tahoe over the weekend, although they were missing some very key players in uh, Claude Giroux, Jacob Voracek among them. Uh, as their COVID list gets smaller and they get the whole lineup back, I think they still remain a very strong team. Uh, Carter Hart, minus the Bruins games, is an excellent goaltender, and he should help stabilize things. Uh, so I would expect at the end of the day that they will be within the top four for sure. Number one team, though, without question, are Boston Bruins. 16 games played, 11-3-2 for a 7.50 point percentage, plus 15 goal differential. Philadelphia and the Islanders, like I mentioned, second in that category in the division, only at plus one. And Boston's underlying numbers, uh, pretty strong as well. Their Corsi percentage is third in the NHL at 54.52. And they're still under 100 when it comes to uh, Corsi. That 5-on-5 five five scoring, that was a big issue earlier in the season. Slowly rising up. Their point, uh, sorry, their shooting percentage is at 7.12. And I think now that we're starting to see some guys get healthy, starting to see uh, uh, up front at least, and starting to see a more regular uh, line combinations, that that should only improve league-wide. Uh, since probably won't get a chance to do the NHL's top five this week. The Bruins are second in point percentage only to the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are at 762. And their goal differential is third behind Tampa at plus 23 and Toronto at plus 19. Um, so the Bruins really emerging as one of the best teams in the NHL once again this season. These games against New York will be a good test, especially tonight against the Islanders, uh, to erase any questions about 
yeah, this team being their kryptonite, possibly being able to knock them out of the first round if that were to happen, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'd like to see the Bruins come out and just stomp the Islanders tonight. And uh, I'm sure you agree. So that's where things stand right now in the East Division, according to yours truly's um, rankings. Sabres in 8th, Rangers in 7th, Devils, Islanders 6th and 5th, Capitals in 4th, Penguins in 3rd, Flyers in 2nd, and our Bruins well ahead in 1st place. Did you know that chain stores have different prices for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. They always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or van. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On expert Scott Cullen. He'll give you all the tips, insights, and analysis you need for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. And as mentioned earlier this week, Rangers forward and Hart Trophy finalist from a year ago, Artemi Panarin remains on leave from the team as he deals with a messy situation over in Russia. Andre Nazarov made some allegations that he had beaten up a woman while he was playing over in the KHL. Uh, Emily Kaplan of ESPN reports the KHL has said it has not been made aware or received any complaint in relation to an incident involving Panarin back in December of 2011. Panarin's former KHL coach Andre Nazarov alleged He assaulted a young woman in a bar following a game in Riga, Latvia. The KHL said it would have investigated any such complaint as they take allegations of misconduct incredibly seriously. To date, there's been no evidence to support the allegation. No victim has come forward. And two of his former teammates said they never knew or heard of the incident taking place. The league is looking into the allegations, that being the NHL. But, uh... It would be very odd for them to suspend Panarin without any evidence. Uh, I'm still not sure if he'll be available for the Bruins games this weekend. And um, ultimately just hoping that it's sorted out and that he and his family uh, are safe. Uh, After he spoke out against Vladimir Putin or in support of his uh, primary rival. Some COVID news, the NHL postponed Thursday's game between the Sharks and Knights after center Thomas Hurdle 
was placed on the league's COVID-19 list. I mentioned Ke'Andre Miller was added to the list, which is now down to only eight players, four of them being of the Flyers, who uh, should be cleared uh, very soon as well. Back to the Panarin situation, I should add, obviously it's important to take allegations seriously and to believe victims that come forward and disclose instances like this. Again, nobody has come forward. Um, in the case of, say, a Mike Babcock or Mitchell Miller, both of whom have had kind of redemption pieces featured recently, um, not really interested in hearing their stories at the moment. Just throwing that out there uh, <laughs> just as a, a friendly reminder. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. Very much looking forward to watching the black and gold in action tonight. I guess they'll be wearing primarily white jerseys, seeing as they're on the road. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hoping to come back from Tahoe with a strong win and really put a stranglehold on their lead in the East, as well as try to end any uh, talk of the Islanders uh, being their Achilles heel in that division. I cannot recommend Yellowstone highly enough. If you're not watching that yet, uh, do check it out. Still working my way through Superstore, working my way through Season 3 of Lost. Just some recommendations if you are looking for uh, something to keep you busy. But, of course, tonight will be all Bruins, and we'll be back tomorrow with some thoughts on tonight's game as well as the latest This Week in Hockey with friend of the program, Mayor Zilberberg. Happy Thursday, friends. The weekend is soon upon us. Hopefully the Bruins get a win tonight. And until tomorrow, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Peace.